Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five teams in the portal so far. Uh, I mean, obviously, some of this is quality over quantity. Some of it is quantity and an improvement of your your overall talent level, although it's not deep. And then some is a little bit of both. Um, Number five. Uh, and look, I also want to make special mention of Texas Tech here. I need to see a couple more of their things fall down. And Texas only has two transfer commitments right now, but they're obviously those bear uh, noticing. But if you're a Tech or Texas fan of the chat room, I'm giving you honorable mention right now and also acknowledging that this is not a complete list. This is just through the first couple of weeks who've, who's really made some news. Kentucky and Mark Stoops, look, bringing in uh, a former five-star quarterback in Brock Vandegrift who was just blocked uh, at Georgia uh, to play in Liam Cohen's offense is really good. Bringing in a really good running back and a senior and Chip Trainum to re- replace Ray Davis from Ohio State, really good. Um, bringing in Raymond Cottrell, a wide receiver from A&M with some upside, uh, really, really good uh, there as well. He was uh, a four-star recruit, didn't play much at A&M, but he's there. And I think the best one that they have overall, Jamori Macklin coming in from North Texas to play in that offense with Liam Cohen, really, really good for Kentucky. Kentucky. Not a lot of volume for the Wildcats so far, but what they have gotten is going to play for them and and play a lot. Yeah, I don't know a ton about the other guys like I know about Jamori Macklin, but a uh, guy from uh, that part of the country that's going back, uh, I guess, sort of Midwest-ish uh, and going to be uh, in the SEC, which is a big jump from UNT, but he had a really good year for the Mean Green. Really solid player, four-star type of portal player, I believe is what his uh, ranking got adjusted to. And uh, Mark Stoops and company, I mean, again, it's uh, any, anybody in the SEC or in the Big Ten, it's just the, the room gets more crowded next year. I know it does in the Big 12 as well, but it's a little bit different. Oklahoma and Texas rolling into town, and Kentucky's been able to find a nice little sweet spot, but with no divisions and just the, you know the mass there, I, I wonder where they f- sort of find themselves now moving forward. But, yeah, so far – uh, they've they've gotten off to a nice start, and I, I really like that Macklin pickup. Number four, Arizona State. This one uh, more about quantity than maybe like knocking you over. The best rated prospect they have is uh, freshman wide receiver from USC, Rayleigh Brown, uh, who's kind of a wide receiver running back slash. Th- kind of a guy. Uh, Kenny Dillingham obviously uh, does well with those guys who have a lot of flex, but uh, when you, you know, they brought in another quarterback, Sam Levitt from from Michigan State, uh, but uh, with Terrence Welch from LSU and Cameron Harpole from from San Diego State, Javon Robinson from Wazoo, Marquiston Douglas, a tight end at FSU that, I, that I, is a really good player. Uh, they've just got guys who are better than the ones they have on the roster. They did lose Jalen Conyers to Texas Tech, and I think that hurts a little bit, but it did replace him with two guys uh, already. But I like what Kenny Dillingham is doing in that that is a roster that – it, you know, they had to kind of pick Bear, and he is going volume-wise and getting guys who are maybe not four and five stars right now, but they barely had three stars 
on the roster, and they're getting better players that are going to be able to compete better as they move into the Big 12. Go follow Chris Carpman's Twitter feed. We've had him on many times, realignment lately as well, because of their success in recruiting, and it, it never ends. It's just one after another with what Dylan having in Arizona State are doing. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention um, Joey Sua from Arkansas, uh, a very good defensive lineman, Kamari Wilson from Florida, pretty decent safety uh, as well. So they've got guys who are good. Like, again, this is not the, the roster that's going to win Arizona State the Big 12, but it's going to keep them probably from going 2-10. and 10. Uh, and 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 they will they will probably improve next year. Yeah, it seems like they touched on just about every position imaginable uh, in in the portal so far. I mean, bulking up uh, everywhere you can. A uh, couple tight ends, uh, address the line a little bit on offense and defense, uh, safety, wide receivers. I mean, they're they're kind of all over the place. Um, but it's interesting. I hadn't noticed this before. I don't know when it changed over because I don't look at these a lot. Um, but just to to try and keep track here because I won't pretend like I know everybody that Arizona State's bringing in so far. I went to to sort um, to find Arizona State, and I'm like, why they're not showing up here? And I go to the Pac-12, and there's just two teams listed. And I'm like, is that because they only have two team sites? And then I realized, oh, wait, look at the Big 12 link, and there they are. Yep. And I – that took me a second to, to – I don't know when that yeah. officially changed over, but it, it, it is now. Like, they're yeah. they're now, for all intents and purposes, uh, you know, moving into the Big 12. So, uh, yeah, uh, they're, they're the one that has the most questions to answer of the four that are rolling in. I mean, Arizona's coming off of a red-hot year, uh, especially given, you know, recent years. Uh, Utah is Utah, and then Colorado with uh, – with Dion, you know that they're already loading up uh, pretty huge as well, which I'm sure Paul may 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 or might, may not touch on. But uh, yeah, they, they've got a lot of work, so we'll see how the Sun Devils come rolling into Big Twelve country. I may just touch on them as they are number three oh, on the list. There we go. So Colorado has brought in uh, five new offensive linemen, and Garrett, I'll ask you again, like I did earlier today, how many new offensive linemen did they need at Colorado? All they can get. Yes, they needed at least five because they have a very good quarterback in Shadir Sanders who was pummeled down the stretch uh, of the season so much that he was injured, uh, and they need to keep him upright. Uh, uh, They brought in two different quarterbacks, one from Vanderbilt, one from Kentucky. Uh, The one from Kentucky, Destin Wade, is part of the Wade Twins. His brother is an edge rusher, um, more probably more valuable to them in the immediate future than is Destin Wade, who will be one of the backup quarterbacks. But uh, Will Shepard, wide receiver from Vanderbilt, is a nice pickup for them to go with the skill players that they already have. And again, they they needed to get better up front. They've done that, uh, getting... Um, you know, players on that side of the ball, both sides of the ball, plus uh, an interesting one I'm going to throw out there in uh, Cordell Russell from TCU, uh, who didn't really hit his potential at TCU, but he is uh, he's from North Mesquite, uh, an interesting player that the Stallions. If, if they can find a, if they can find a, a way to work him in, will 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 be good. They did get a, an, another defensive lineman commit today, but they lost Matthew Bedford who had committed to them a transfer, he now has committed to Oregon. So even if you're in the transfer portal, you can change your mind a couple of times, and that's what he did, Bedford did today. Colorado's added 15 already. I think it's 16 now. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, 15 is this morning. It's 20. As of this morning. That's a crazy number to already have, and you wonder how high that goes. Um, What what is the ceiling on, on how many transfers? I mean, uh, there's a lot of offensive linemen, as you pointed out, uh, that are already a part of this mix, and, and rightfully so. Uh, receivers, too. I mean, they're they're kind of all over, but, you know, it's hard to, to not notice the particular emphasis on 
uh, the offensive line and on the quarterback position there where they've really gone heavy and wide receiver too. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a unique team uh, because of their head coach with a, an interesting microscope on them. We saw how big and bright that was early on, and we saw how it just went away. Uh, at, at a certain point, everybody pretended like they weren't hyping them up early on in the season, right? But um, they'll – They'll get that off-season hype rolling, especially if they can, you know, uh, change up this offensive line. They may have a little something because Shador's a great player, man. I mean, Shador's really good. Yeah, yep. He just had no protection this past year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in how they continue to retool and, and kind of the hype machine this off-season for Dion in year two. One of the uh, guys they got today, by the way, is Houston defensive lineman Chidozi Wonkwa. Uh, who played quite a bit for them. Uh, he's a kid out of Richmond Foster High School who committed to Colorado yeah. after playing for and, Houston. And you see Dion's already back into Texas loading up guys. I mean, yeah, you look got at a number of Texas guys already. Yeah, a number yep. of Texas guys. Uh, number two, Louisville. Uh, look, Jeff Brom um, had to probably – I mean, look, he they coached well above where everybody thought they would be this year and, and rolled through. But um, – if I'm Jeff Brom and I'm looking at that ACC championship game, my goal is, okay, how do I get to that level that Florida State is on? Because they beat me without their quarterback, and the fourth quarter of that game, I had no shot to score. Like, no. how, do I, how do I change that in a game where this should have been the recipe for me to beat this team, and it wasn't? So um, how do you do that? Well, you load up on, on big-time athletes, which, which they have done. I'll point out two in particular. Wide receiver Colin Lacey, uh, who had a great year at South Alabama. Uh, ask Mike Gundy about him yeah. uh, in particular. And or, then, or Oklahoma State's defense coordinator, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then one that is um, that was kind of a surprise to me. I thought he was going to have a bigger year the way that he he kind of played last year. Jacory Brooks at Alabama. He went in the portal. Uh, that's one that could be um, really a nice highlight for them if they get him going. But they have addressed every position of need: cornerback, defensive line, offensive line, um, including uh, a player out of Harvard named Thor Griffith, a defensive lineman that um, was on the freaks list, uh, and he is coming to Louisville. So Jeff Brom is making moves uh, there with the. Cardinals and trying to close that gap at the top of the ACC. There's going to be so many Thors in about ten more years. Yeah, uh, from the MCU mania. I yeah, feel like there's a there's a, there's at least one Thor. It feels like in college football every year at this yeah. point. But uh, Thor Radoni used to be at, at Baylor. Yeah. Is, is who I think of as well. But yeah, I mean Tyler Shuck was a, an interesting pickup uh, there at quarterback, and I think it's pretty clear where they feel like their needs are They're on offense. I mean, nearly the entire class is is offensive uh, linemen. Shuck at quarterback, wide receivers, tight ends, um, and I think there's a couple of defenders that are that are there. They had a good defense, um, but yeah, they're clearly trying to spruce up the offensive side of the football, and uh, they're they're adding some numbers. That's for sure. Now, with Tyler Shuck, I think they're probably going to have to add another quarterback just to be safe oh, because yeah. he's not made it through an entire year unscathed. Number one, and this should come as no surprise, right now it's the self-proclaimed portal king, Lane Kiffin. Although I wouldn't say he's necessarily the portal king yet, but if he pulls this class off, especially if they add Walter Nolan, he will be at least for this year. But just today they added Mississippi State cornerback DeCamrian Richardson, uh, Juice Wells of South Carolina, uh, two Two different players, uh, Tyler Barrett and Tamarian McDonald from Tennessee. Princey Umanliman, uh, who I, I'm never going to say that right, from Florida, who's an amazingly good player. Key Lawrence of Oklahoma. Uh, they have, I'm leaving somebody out. Uh, Jerquan Scott uh, from Southern Miss. Lewis Moore of Indiana. They have just 
loaded up on players. And Chris Paul, a linebacker uh, from Arkansas, is one of the highest-ranked linebackers in the portal. Uh, and four of the top 13 JUCO players. Ole Miss is gunning for it right now. They're trying to win the SEC in 2024 and get in that college football playoff. And if they don't, um, I mean, that would be something because this is a team that is uh, looks like they're going to be loaded for bear. Well, that would be something too. And there's 12 teams that are going to make it. So yeah. if you're not making it at that point, then yeah, like what do you what do you have to do, uh, or what what was the roadblock in front of you? How many other SEC teams were taking up spots, or how many Big Ten teams, or, or whoever? But yeah, I mean they're going uh, going for it, and uh, I commend them for that. Uh, they're definitely going SEC heavy as well. I mean, if you look at their list of, of transfers, I mean, with the exception of a couple guys, it's all programs from the SEC that they're grabbing guys from. So. Um, that's that's just an interesting note that I picked up, and I include Oklahoma into that now at this point. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're, th- there's a reason he's called the Portal King. Um, some of it's self-advertising, sure, but they also hit it heavy, and they're, they're right there out in front uh, right now, as you said, and, and as you pointed out. So, yeah, uh, they're, they're going for it, and I'm excited to see what that looks like next season and what is going to be a very thick and crazy and, and heavy uh, SEC race. Garrett, did you get the last one I just sent you? Lane Kiffin's son is on his name's Juice. That's his Twitter feed. There's a picture of his dad on a front of a car, uh, Grand Theft Portal. And his son goes, Wait, Dad, what about me? Why am I not in the picture? And Kiffin's response, stay off Twitter, son. <laughs> so he's got that sense of humor. I know not everybody likes him, but he's pretty good. A follow uh, at Lane underscore Kiffin on Twitter. Uh, don't forget tonight at 10 365 Sports Tonight, brought to you by GXG, your future and also current Baylor Student Athletes NIL Collective for Baylor Athletics. Go to BaylorBears.com forward slash GXG for more information. Garrett Ross, thank you very much. Emery Winter working on 365 Sports for Paul Catalina and Craig Smoke, all of our sponsors. Back at it again tomorrow. I'm David Smoke. Good night, 365 Sports. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.